Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. The scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Not everyone is equipped to be a caretaker. On April 16, 1936, a woman was executed for the crime she committed against a mother and daughter who were supposed to be in her care. Women who trusted their nurse with their lives and with their money. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Dorothea Nancy Waddingham, born in 1899 to parents who married a year after her birth, grew up on a farm near Nottingham, England. At some point, Dorothea dropped out of school and began working in a factory before taking up a post at the Burton-on-Trent Workhouse Infirmary in Staffordshire. It was here that she picked up a lot of second-hand medical knowledge, enough to pass herself off as a nurse despite never finishing school and having no medical training. In 1925, she married Thomas Willoughby Leach, who, in addition to being twice her age and dying of cancer, served two prison years for fraud and theft before dying in 1933 and leaving Dorothea with their three children. After Thomas's death, Dorothea began seeing a man named Ronald Joseph Sullivan, a soldier during World War I who had been awarded the Military Medal for Gallantry and later served in Ireland. 
After marrying, the pair had two more children, and Dorothea began work taking care of the elderly and infirm, eventually turning her home in Nottingham into a nursing home. On January 12, 1935, someone from the County Nursing Association, completely unaware of Dorothea's lies about her training and believing she was a competent nurse, asked her to take care of a few new patients for 30 shillings a week. They were 89-year-old widow Louisa Bogley, who, due to her own age, could no longer take care of her 50-year-old daughter Ada, who, plagued with multiple sclerosis or, quote, creeping paralysis, was unable to walk. Dorothea and Ronald happily agreed to take on the new patients, especially since their last resident had recently died and left them without a steady income. Now, Ada knew her prognosis was grim and had been told by a number of doctors that she would likely precede her mother in death. So, given this information, Ada made a will that left her 1,600-pound estate to her mother, and when Louisa herself passed, what was left would be divided amongst her cousins, Lawrence Bogley and Fred Gilbert. However, shortly after arriving at Dorothea's nursing home, that will was destroyed and a new one was written up in which she left all of her estate to her new caretakers on the condition that both she and her mother were looked after for the rest of their days. Surprisingly, it was Louisa who lost her life first, dying the second week in May of 1935 and leaving behind her daughter in the seemingly very capable hands of Dorothea Waddingham. As Ada carried on, in September of 1935, she was visited by an old friend named Alice Briggs, who spent the afternoon at the nursing home, and Alice later told her friend that she would love to have her over for tea in a couple of days. The very next day, September 10th, 1935, Ronald Sullivan called over to Dr. Mansfield and told him that his patient Ada had slipped into a coma. By the time he came to assess the situation, Ada was already dead. Because of her well-known illness, the doctor was not suspicious of her sudden death, filling out a death certificate and naming her cause of death as cardiovascular degeneration. It was at that point that Dorothea handed over a letter supposedly written by Ada on August 29th, expressing her wish to be promptly cremated and everything, including her body, was sent over to the crematorium. There, Nottingham's medical officer for health, Dr. Cyril Banks, looked over the documentation and noted a strange sentence at the bottom of Ada's letter. Quote, My last wish is that my relatives shall not know of my death. Now, Dr. Banks was not Dorothea's biggest fan, finding her, quote, nursing home to be a sham and knew that she, nor anyone in that building, was a state-registered nurse. So between his personal feelings and how odd he found that last sentence to be, he looked at the document a little closer and noticed that it looked as though it had been written after the original letter, a last-minute edition, and that it looked as though Ronald Sullivan wrote the letter and that Ada had simply signed it, which at first didn't seem odd considering her condition, but in connection with the strange request, it gave Dr. Banks enough pause to order the post-mortem examination of Ada's body. At the conclusion of the autopsy, it became clear that Ada had not succumbed to her long illness, but instead had been poisoned with morphine. Wanting to understand the full scope of this case, Louisa's remains were exhumed and morphine was found in her system as well. Had he not looked over the documents prior to placing her body in the crematorium, and had the signatures of two doctors been legally required for a cremation, the husband-wife duo may have gotten away with murder. 
Both Dorothea and Ronald were promptly arrested and, since she had only recently given birth to her fifth child, Dorothea nursed the baby from behind bars. Dorothea was brought to trial on February 4th, 1936, where the prosecution cited not only the findings of Dr. Banks as the reason for the conviction, but the fact that Ada had been given a very heavy and rich meal for a woman in her condition just before her death. Theorizing that it was used to mask the cause of death and showed the general disregard for their ailing patients, and instead only cared to inherit her estate. According to her defense and to Dorothea herself, she had gotten the morphine tablets from Dr. Mansfield, and in the days before her murder, Ada had become depressed and complained of a great deal of pain, which contradicted an earlier statement to police and the testimony of Alice Briggs that claimed that Ada was in good spirits when they met. Dorothea said that, to help out her patient, she gave her 10 tablets over the course of two days. While Ronald Sullivan was eventually discharged due to lack of evidence, Dorothea Waddingham was found guilty on February 27, 1936, and, despite cries for mercy, was hanged to death on April 16, 1936. She confessed to her crime shortly before she was taken to the gallows. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again to hear what terrible thing happened on April 17th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.